0: Good morning and welcome to Simply Science. It's Thursday, January 25th. On today's show, a predicted quasicrystal based on the Einstein tile known as the hat, and scientists discover a new dinosaur species that could reshape the history of T. rex's evolution. Plus, a bird flu outbreak is sweeping the globe with unclear long-term effects. This coverage and more up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Science. In 2023, mathematicians introduced us to a 13-sided tile known as the hat, the first known Einstein, a shape that can perfectly cover an infinite plane without gaps or overlaps, but only in a non-repeating pattern. Now this shape is making waves in the world of physics. Scientists have predicted the properties for a two-dimensional material based on the hat. It's a quasi-crystal, an orderly material with non-repeating arrangements of atoms. Interestingly, this hat-based material shares properties with graphene, a crystalline material. Here to delve into this further is our correspondent from Simply Science.
1: Indeed, David. This hat-based material is quite fascinating. It has properties that we associate with quasi-crystals, but then it behaves strangely, like crystals. This is quite unusual and has intrigued many in the scientific community.
0: Previously, mathematicians needed more than one shape to cover an infinite plane in this non-repeating way, known as an aperiodic tiling. Can you explain how the hat tiling is different?
1: Absolutely. The hat tiling is unique because it's made up of a single tile shape, rather than multiple shapes. This means it's closer to being periodic than other aperiodic tilings, without actually repeating. This is what allows it to straddle the worlds of crystals and quasicrystals.
0: So, what might a material based on the hat tiling be like?
1: Physicist Adolfo Grushin and his team calculated the properties of electrons in a 2D material where atoms sit at the hat's vertices. They found striking similarities between the hat quasicrystal and graphene, a 2D crystal of carbon. This is because many of the vertices of the hat tiling fall along a hexagonal grid like that of graphene.
0: What are some of the other properties of this hat-based material?
1: Unlike graphene, the hat material is chiral, which means that the electrons would behave differently if you were to flip the material as if reflected in a mirror. This chiral property might affect how light interacts with the substance, for example, by rotating the light's polarization. When placed in a magnetic field, A fraction of the hat tiles are mirror images of the others and electrons with zero energy become trapped around the flipped hats at certain values of magnetic field.
0: Is there a possibility of bringing this theoretical material into reality?
1: Yes, the researchers have proposed some ways that the material could be brought to reality. For instance, scientists could manually place molecules on a surface in a pattern matching the hat tiling. However. This is still purely theoretical and would require further research and experimentation.
0: That was simply science correspondent Celeste shedding light on the intriguing world of the hat tiling. And speaking of intriguing, a new dinosaur species has been identified by scientists, potentially reshaping our understanding of the evolution of the Tyrannosaurus rex. The newly discovered species named T. macrancis indicates that tyrannosaurs grew to enormous sizes much earlier than previously thought. To discuss this fascinating find, we have our correspondent from Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this discovery?
2: Absolutely, David. Interestingly, this discovery comes from a fossilized skull and jawbone that were excavated over 40 years ago in New Mexico. For decades, these bones were believed to belong to a T-Rex. However. A recent examination of another fossil from the same area led researchers to question the age of the Tyrannosaurus sample. So what led them to believe that these fossils belonged to a new species? Upon re-examination, the scientists found that the bones belonged to a dinosaur that lived 6 to 7 million years before the T. rex existed. Additionally, the fossils had a few key differences from a typical T. rex, such as the absence of ridges behind its eyes and a shallower lower jaw. These differences led the research team to conclude that they belonged to a new species. And what does this discovery tell us about the size of tyrannosaurs? From the skull and jawbone, it's estimated that T. macrancis was probably comparable in size to a T. rex, measuring about 40 feet long. This suggests that tyrannosaurs grew to large sizes much earlier than we previously thought. The researchers believe that the evolutionary pressures of the Campanian period when plant-eating dinosaurs were getting larger, contributed to the massive size of the tyrannosaurs. Does this discovery provide any insight into the origins of the T. rex? Indeed, it does. There's been a long-standing debate among scientists about whether the T. rex originated in North America or Asia. The discovery of T. Macraensis' fossils in New Mexico, being the first known ancestor to the T. rex, supports the idea that T. rex originated in North America. It's a reminder that even with well-known species like the T-Rex, there's still much left to discover. A fascinating discovery indeed. Thanks for sharing, James. But from the depths of the ocean
0: to the skies above, we now turn our attention to a global outbreak of avian influenza, or bird flu, that's currently underway, killing millions of birds and other animals. The long-term effects of this outbreak are still unclear, and the situation is particularly concerning in unique ecosystems like the Galapagos Islands. Here with us today is our correspondent, Michael, to shed more light on this situation. Can you tell us more about the current state of this bird flu outbreak, Michael?
3: Indeed, David. This bird flu outbreak has been quite destructive. It emerged in Europe in 2020 and really took off in late 2021. Since then, it has likely killed millions of wild birds globally. In Peru alone, hundreds of thousands of wild birds have died. Russia and Canada have documented tens of thousands of deaths. And in the United States, roughly 9,000 wild birds have tested positive for avian flu.
0: That's alarming. And what about the Galapagos islands? How has the outbreak affected this unique ecosystem?
3: The Galapagos islands home to many unique bird species were under significant threat when the avian influenza reached the archipelago in September. However, So far, the islands have escaped the worst of the outbreak. To date, there have been just 34 confirmed flu infections in various bird species. The reason for this is still unclear. What are the potential long-term
0: effects of this outbreak?
3: The long-term effects of this outbreak remain uncertain. Death rates vary among bird species, and it's unclear how long it might take for infections to become less deadly as wild birds develop immunity against the virus. The ripple effects on ecosystems will likewise take years to unravel. Researchers are currently focused on documenting the scale of avian and mammalian deaths. Are there any measures being
0: taken to control the spread of the virus or protect the birds?
3: Yes, there are some glimmers of hope. In October, researchers announced some early results from a bird flu vaccine trial in California condors. After 10 birds had received two doses of the vaccine, Six of them had antibody levels high enough to provide at least partial protection against death. If successful, this could limit the impact on highly endangered species.
0: That's certainly a hopeful development. Is there any indication of when this outbreak might slow down or come to an end?
3: As of now, there are no signs that the outbreak is slowing down. However, researchers are hopeful that the development of vaccines and the natural development of immunity in wild bird populations. Could eventually help bring the outbreak under control thank you michael for the insights we'll certainly keep an eye on this ongoing
0: situation now shifting gears to another story where science has played a pivotal role we turn to a victory for kona coffee growers after a five-year legal battle scientific evidence has proven that some competing products did not contain the amount of kona beans as suggested by their marketing here with us to discuss This is our correspondent, Abby. Could you tell us more about how this discovery was made?
4: Certainly, David. A team of biologists from Utah discovered chemical characteristics that essentially acted as a fingerprint, identifying true Kona beans. This was achieved through a new lab analysis, which was able to distinguish authentic Kona beans from others.
0: And what was the impact of this discovery on the legal battle?
4: The impact was significant. The evidence provided by this scientific discovery led to settlements totaling more than $41 million for the farmers. This is a substantial amount that should serve as a deterrent to anyone contemplating misusing the Kona brand in the future. It's
0: fascinating to see how science can play a role in such matters. What does this mean for the Kona coffee growers moving forward?
4: This is indeed a major win for Kona coffee growers. It not only validates their claims, but also sets a precedent for the protection of their brand. It sends a clear message about the importance of authenticity and the consequences of misrepresentation. That was Simply
0: Science reporter Abby shedding light on this interesting intersection of science and law. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Science. We'll see you back here tomorrow.